What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sweat and Grime. You got Brian, you got Rick, you got Matt, as usual. And on the phone tonight, we have uh, one of my hardcore diehard fans over at Diesel and Iron. We got Brandon Culpepper on the phone. How you doing this evening, Brandon? Oh, I am absolutely wonderful. What's life uh what's life like over there in New York these days? It is cold. Dude, <laughs> it's uh, cold here. Think, it is. <laughs> yeah, I think I think tonight's temperatures are supposed to be single digits or worse. Oof. And yeah. we just had an ice storm yesterday, so that was fun. Nice. Yeah, I think I think we're supposed to be single digits. I want to say our low tonight, the feels like, is minus eight. Yeah, it's miserable. Yeah, it's not going to be I fun. Think my, yeah, mine is negative one. Oh, we got you beat. So we're all living in like yeah. that Disney yeah. Frozen, you know, movies. Yeah, yeah let it go. <laughs> yeah. Why, the fuck, why the fuck do we live in this cold-ass weather? I don't know. I've been saying that for a while. I don't know. <laughs> I think we just live here so we can say that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty months. much. It's basically so we can dry hump all the people in the southern states. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what you guys did down about. in Texas, Brian, but that don't drive up here. What's that? I said I don't know what you guys did down in Texas, but that doesn't drive up here. Humping. Oh, other you know, you know, like that. You know? <laughs> no. No. Well, so let me introduce. Uh, so Brandon is, like I said, he's a diehard fan from the Diesel and Iron Channel, and the reason we wanted to interview him tonight. Uh, you work at like a professional commercial grade sawmill, correct, Brandon? Yeah, it's a little mom and pop uh, sawmill that does uh, flooring and cabinetry stuff. Awesome, my world. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I like, like this. This is gonna be fun. Absolutely. So Totten's already getting yeah. into it because this is finally delving into his realm. Which, by the way, we are live uh, on YouTube. If you fo- if you follow Diesel and Iron uh, on YouTube, we are live streaming this uh this podcast and i did want to give a shout out to evelyn who was listening and just donated a dollar 99 evelyn thank you very much we really appreciate that that was super kind that's awesome absolutely awesome so i really hope that's not from my bank account that oh oh is that so this is this is miss it just costs you 25 dollars to be mrs cold uh, draft yeah future mrs culpepper okay all right welcome you know, I well, wish you wouldn't have said that because we might have encouraged more people to donate <laughs> if they didn't know they were related to the to the guest. <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> so, so that being yeah. said, how did you get into, like, give us a little background on your career history and how you came to be at the summer. Um, so when I was younger, I was always into heavy equipment. Um, I remember when I was younger they were redoing my street when I was like five and I was just amazed by all the equipment. And when my mom would come home from teaching, she, and you know, the guys were done, she would walk around and show me all, show me all of it. And it kind of just stuck. And then, uh, when I got into high school, um, my 11th grade, I was able to do a, it's called BOCES. It's, um, I don't even know how to, how to describe it. it. It's another school and you can do um, natural resource occupation. You can do agriculture, nursing, cooking, um, computer stuff. I did the natural resource 
So I was going to say nursing. I thought you were going to do nursing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I totally yeah, pegged hey, you as a nurse. Fish nuts in a ping pong guy. I was going to say, yeah, like the nurse off of the Blink 182 cover. Yeah. Hey. Oh, just like calling a guy we just met yeah. out. Love it. So that's cool. So you just kind of wandered around, just got your eyes on the the prize, and your mom helped you get down to that and walk around the neighborhood and see all the equipment, eh? Yeah. Yep. And then uh, our neighbor behind us at the time, going back a little bit, um, my neighbors behind us owns a construction company and I was always playing with Tonka toys and he, uh, his wife was my, was like my mom's midwife. I think she was, or helped her with, uh, the, the birth uh, of you. pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, when he had to go down to his shop for like a day for like a Saturday, he would let me tag along and I got to sit in the excavator and a dozer and a backhoe, which I know Brian loves. Love that back all love so much. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that, hey, so did I. And uh, uh, so I got to play with those when I was a little kid. And then, you know, fast forward, like I said, into high school, I did BOCES and I did the, what's called NRO, the Natural Resource Occupation. And I got to sit in or got to operate a backhoe in a mini excavator and a dozer and a skid steer and a log skitter and a dump truck and that's a awesome. old, wow old now this is through the public school crater. system right yeah 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 right, yeah right. um so i'm just gonna stop you right there because it sounds like the education you got as a high schooler actually uh is is more thorough than a lot of these trade schools we talk about yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um yeah they, my teacher mr mason who is an awesome guy he taught us how to <laughs> <laughs> Not in that way. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Mason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He taught us uh, how to, um, he taught us how to, how to start them, how to operate them. Um, we had this hill behind the school that we got to log. So we learned about logging. We, we did tree identification. Wow. Um, so pretty much and, they hired all the students to do the planning yeah. For the yeah. future expansion of the school for free. <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like, my class, we were the ones that, when it snowed and they needed to move all the snow off of the property, we were the ones that went out and did that with the excavator, the dozer, the backhoe, the dump truck, the dozer, you know, all that stuff. What a great um, education. Very cool. Yeah. And, of course, my, my, my love was the backhoe, so I got to operate the backhoe all the time. Nice. Um. I wish I could have learned the dump truck. I, for some reason, could never learn how to drive stick. I could get it in my head, but I was never, I never was able to practice enough to drive. You got to get those gears right. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yep. Our grader that we had was like a 1960s military grader. And he would want us to practice grading in this field in like first year, you know, just creep along. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking like, oh, we're in first gear, and he's he's screaming at us, "You're in second gear! You're in second gear!" <laughs> we're like, "We're in first, damn it!" You son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and how old were you at this out, time? Three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was probably oh sixteen or seventeen. So you're just learning how to oh, drive wow. a car. As you're yeah, yeah. this equipment. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and like, and like, you didn't need a license to operate all of that stuff, but, um, but there are times where, where we'd have to move our, our SUV that we would take out into the woods. Um, and you needed a license for that, gotcha. but like, but like we would take the bulldozer and we crossed the street into the other property that we had called the pit. And, you know, we would have to, you know, get the rubber mats and the pieces of wood to lay across the street so yeah. we didn't damage the road. Yeah. But we were, we were allowed to cross the street. So they the implemented dozer. proper practice of yeah. using equipment, oh, which yeah. is awesome. All right. Yeah. And I did that eleven and twelfth grade. Is still around? <laughs> no, they yeah. drove the bulldozers yeah. through. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until Brandon's class yeah. went yeah. through. <laughs> Literally, yeah. that was that was the last hurrah. Huh? Senior, that's prank. right. Senior prank. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, do you know um, if your school still has that program, or has it been phased out as so many of those programs no, have? It's it's still there. That's um, awesome. Actually, so cool. They've got an adult program for your cdl i think it's nice. a class b license right. um i was thinking about doing that but i was also thinking about doing because we have a welding program there as well in awesome. automotive and i'm like man i really want to get into welding and i was i went to my boss recently and i'm like hey i don't have this money is there any way you could like possibly sponsor me through this like i'll buy what i need but i don't have the 400 dollars up front and he's like, you know what? That was, I could probably do that. He said, um, yes. you know, he's like, we, yeah. <laughs> now, is this your boss, current boss or going backwards in time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my boss at, at the sawmill, Dan Whiteman. All right. Um, he, he was. Looking into it, good old, good old Grandpa Whiteman. Yeah, you know what? We talked about that before the podcast. I think that's a good enough story. You need to fill in the audience as to what uh, okay. the little background there. Your boss's name is Whiteman. Yep, and, and the sawmill is the the sawmill is called Whiteman Lumber. And for people who don't know me, I'm half black and half white. So me being the I guess Afro that I am Got will, will, you know, blatantly say like, Oh look, it's a black man handling the white man's wood all the time. Dude, you made my day. You're that awesome. is awesome. <laughs> I'm glad. We're how how does that make you feel? <laughs> handling the white man's wood or which, yeah. which aspect? <laughs> well, this is his story. So let's hear it. <laughs> hey, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I will make fun of myself at the, just to make other people laugh. So like, it doesn't bother me. Um, I refer to myself as a African. <laughs> um, guys, Jesus. I, at least you can poke some I, fun I, here. Yeah. I do monster trucks on the side and I get, I, when I in, introduce myself, I'm like, hi, I'm Brandon, also known as the African. And the guys just like, like just straight up piss themselves laughing at that. They're like, that is the greatest nickname ever. That's awesome. That is awesome. Very cool. So let's go back. So, so you are in the high school, you're learning how to mm-hmm. have equipment. And then it went from where from that? Um, then I went into, uh, a JUCO college, like a junior college, uh, SUNY Delhi. And, um, I did carpentry and masonry. All right. 
um, I did a year and a half there, and then uh, I realized how horrible I was at math, which I kind of already knew. Um, so I failed out of that, and then that's how I got into Whiteman, was because I knew somebody who was um, who was working there, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we can use some help in the winter time." And I went, and uh, I kind of never really looked back. Right. I've left and have gotten fired and tried doing other things, but I always end up coming back 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 to Whiteman. Well now that so. begs the question with the uncomfortable spot you've put your boss in, did you get your did you get your job back by playing the race card? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Um other guys still keeping that one in your that, back pocket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last resort there, buddy. <laughs> look, look, look guys, the white man's got his one black guy here. He reached the quota. <laughs> Yeah, he needs you for those numbers the government uh, tracks. Yes, yes. Exactly. I'm just glad none of these exactly. comments are coming from us. Uh, action in the workplace. This is great. Man. <laughs> but uh, so so you, uh, where was I going to go with this? So you you were at the mill. You're still at the mill. But so you went yep. from the high school, learn how to do the heavy equipment, and everything. Then you went to the sawmill after you did your junior uh, college. Uh, performance so what what, what yeah. made you not you said math was your downfall and that's what steered yeah. you away from going into the carpentry and masonry trades um yeah like i, I can do basic math yeah um i've got a learning disability uh like jackson yeah, mine's more well. of uh <clears throat> mine's adhd mm-hmm. so if i'm not really interested in whatever it is it'll take me a little bit longer to get a handle on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I love construction, the math part was just killing me. Dude, I'm, um, I'm, I'm in your shoes right now. And it held me back for a while until I said, I'm done. Let it hold me back. And I just, mm-hmm. it, it, it takes me longer, but you know what? Yep. I do just as good or better than others. It just may take that yep. extra couple steps to get the mathematical portion down. But yeah, if you don't do it, you're not going to learn it, you know, but do it at your yeah. own pace now. It's, this is the time to do it, but I'm glad, I'm glad to yeah. hear that it's, it's worked out for you in some senses. Yeah. And it, you know, working at a sawmill, we still need to use math, yeah. you know, to make sure the boards are, are, are thick enough yep. or are wide enough or to learn grades. That's what she said. Big <laughs> 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 <Take> and thick. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, if if I'm watching someone else learn how to grade and there's fractions and I'm not under pressure, mm-hmm. I can get those numbers really quick. Yeah. My problem is, is is being on the spot and having to make that quick second decision. Yep. That's where I get hung up on. Yeah. Um and and so, you know, they they tried putting me on saws and I can run them. I'm really bad at it because I'm not on it constantly. But I just I keep telling telling them like, hey guys, you know what might take you two weeks to get might take me a month. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it, is, are will. they willing to work with you on that? Yeah, or um, maybe, yeah. or maybe you think there is there's a super trick that you need to know everything, and maybe they just know the trick, and there really isn't that much mathematical stuff. It may be just freaking you out and holding you back. Do you get what I'm saying? It could be. Yeah, because yeah. trust well, me, I'm that 100. percent all day, every day, still yeah. to this day. But like, I can run the heck out of our edger and our trimmer, yeah. and I run our stacking machine. So I, you know, I can make 
a pack 48 inches wide in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Um, and my Dan, my boss, is just like, holy cow, you're really good at this. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'm on here all day long. <laughs> I should be good at this. Yeah. Um, when it comes but, to girth, you know, Brandon, it's hard to it's hard to beat Brandon. <laughs> yeah, forty eight inches yeah, in seconds, boys. <laughs> forty eight inches on the dot. Nice. <laughs> so, what does uh, is, there, is there a is there a meaning, Brandon, behind uh, Sour Patch Kid? I'm an asshole, but I care about. You. <laughs> oh, my! What? Uh, was it my? In- my Instagram. What are you talking about? I just, I just pulled him up. Yeah, I know. Rick's coming out of left field. Who the fuck? <laughs> I just pulled him up on Facebook here, right oh. underneath his name. He's got okay. Sour Patch Kid. So, I'm an asshole, but I care about you. <laughs> so yeah. So thank you, Joe, for too one. much, man. I had what to kind of look him so up. Lost right now. <laughs> one of my ex girlfriends. When we were dating, I'd eat nothing but Sour Patch Kids. And so she started calling me a Sour Patch Kid. Um, I can be an asshole to you, but, like, I'm willing to tell you the truth. Like, hey, dude, like, you fucked up. Or, you know, like, you probably shouldn't have fucking done that. So, like, you done messed up, hey, you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so I just had like, to look. So that's where the Sour Patch Kids come in. Yeah. The rabbit yeah. hole is answered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought, you know, I we're, thought we're Rick those, decided to try shrooms tonight. So, yeah, right. <laughs> no, no. We're getting Dude, those pre-questions right out I've the way, boys. <laughs> so, I've well, it never sounds tried like drugs, the sawmill, so. Brandon, is a pretty good fit for you. And even with your it is a uh, little bit of disability that you want to say, doesn't really sound like math is really holding you back, and that your disability isn't really holding you back. So, you had to find what you loved. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you're um, right at the right spot here. And you've got a solid love of wood. And working yeah. for the white man. <laughs> and working for the yeah, white man. Yeah, working for the white man. Yeah. Jesus. Um, you know, and also <laughs> while working at the mill. <laughs> yes. I I also learned how to how to um drive our loaders. So when our loader guy isn't there, I jump in it and I load the sawmill with wood and I pull it out and you know, so I also get the love of working with a machine and working with wood. So that's what she said. Oh God, I'm going to struggle Brandon, a whole much, night with this. Brandon, how much wood do you pull in and out a day? Is what I want to know. I, I mean, with the loader. That was so. No, is the, that was the, alarming. the fiance saying the same, or is that just at work? <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> Smart man. Smart Good man. answer, man. That's Good awesome. answer, man. So, now, what's a typical day at, like, there at the sawmill Yeah, for that's you? where now, I was going to go. You mentioned you've been um, on the loader, and you've stacked a couple things, yeah. 48 inches. And, now, like, what's it, what's it like when you first show up to the day, throughout the day and the end of the day? What's it kind of look like being in your shoes as an employee there? Yeah, paint us a picture. Um, So... Our day starts at eight o'clock. I get there probably around like quarter of eight, ten of eight. I sit in my truck because it's freezing out, and I'm like, "Man, do I really want to do this today?" <laughs> and I go down, and we have a morning meeting. We go over our cut list of you know what what it is we're we're selling that day, and ha- you know all the specs for it. All right. We see who's who's there and not there. 
Um, and then, you know, we, we go to our stations and, you know, mine's normally on the trimmer. Um, and, you know, the saw start up, they send the wood, I trim it to length and then I send it out. And, uh, I'm on that normally from eight to 12 or eight to 10, depending on the day. Um, we have two, we have four shifts at like two hours each or roughly two hours each. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then depending on how much wood we have stacked up, I will go out to our stacking machine and I'll have somebody lay. Now, is that a woodchuck? Wood you know, making sure how much wood could a woodchuck into your pile? If a woodchuck <laughs> could chuck wood? <laughs> I would rather have woodchucks now, than now, something now, that I would now, Totten, if you're gonna if you're gonna jump ship on them, you at least got to say the whole phrase correctly and I right just did. and fast. <laughs> so, so before the wood goes in the trimmer, what type of wood is that? Is that pine? Is that oak? Is that maple? Is it um, cherry? So we'll, we do hard maple, soft maple, red oak, cherry, ash, pine, hickory, hemlock. Oh man! So you got a whole sometimes job. white oak, yeah. Um, I think we were, since I was home today because my son was home sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a Friday, we were doing red oak. All right. So we'll do. We could do like three or four days worth of worth of oak, and then we could do a week worth of hard maple, and then we could go into ash for two days or however many days it. However many days it takes to solve what we have or gotcha. however much our bosses want us to solve. Yeah. We and then, we did time once for two weeks straight. <laughs> that must've been a mess. Awesome. Now, do you guys have full, are you guys got a full blown kiln there and everything? You're drying the lumber. Yes. Are you making trim and everything too? Or are you just rough sawing? We, we do, we have our own kilns. We have one, two, three, Four, five, I think we have six kilns that, and a bunch of storage sheds. Um, so we we keep everything in house. Um, we'll buy lumber in sometimes from from the Amish. All right, and we'll 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 regrade it, re-sticker it, which is what I do with the uh, stacker shed. Um, and then we'll re-dry it and and then you know use it. Gotcha. Um, and we ship all over. We ship a lot of stuff out to like China. That's one of our, I think biggest. So you ship it to China for them to ship it back to us. It goes on a boat on an international (laughs) waters and then they process it and bring it back. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Thank you, Brian. Yep. You got it. (laughs) It's, it's it's mind boggling to me that we do this instead of doing it all in house, you know, no, this is a regular thing. There are massive ships that are out in international. Yeah. 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 It's, it's sad. And now, so Brandon, where de- demographic, like, where are you in uh, New York? Um, if anyone follows baseball, I am probably 45 minutes away from the Baseball Hall of Fame. All right. All right. All right. Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> and for those of us um, who don't. <laughs> uh, Central New York in the Catskills. All right. I have no idea guess, what that is. Is that? Just yeah. make it sound good, boys. Now, Brandon, do you guys ever deal? You guys ever deal with Amex at all? Come that out I don't Canada? know. No, uh, I I I can't say. Gotcha. Oh, I know they buy a, they, they buy quite a bit of. 
they buy quite a bit of lumber and they buy quite a bit of logs. Um, all the states that are touching Canada here from Michigan all the way up to Maine around there. Yeah. So I didn't know if you. So I've got a question for you, Brandon. I've always been curious. Yeah. Uh, it seems like so many of these sawmills are automated these days, or at least have a pretty high degree of automation. You, yet you're talking about actually operating the saws. How much manual operation of the saws and the edgers and everything is there? Um, quite a lot. We've got, I know we got a computer in the head saw. Um, but I, ours isn't like a high techie where it'll, it'll take a picture of the end and tell you exactly what, what it is you, you can get out of it. Yep. So a lot of our stuff is the guy running it is the one making the decisions. Oh really? Um, wow. Yeah. Awesome. And so we've got a head saw, an edger trimmer, two resaws just within the mill. So we use everything. And now, do um, you run all those other pieces of equipment too, or is that kind of those are other people's jobs? Uh, other people's jobs. Right. Um, we, oh, we also have a debarker too. I forgot about that. <laughs> that How that can you forget the about bark. the debarker? That's the first process of the whole. Uh, I know making wood. There. Yeah. Yeah, now, I much, thought you were professional, Brandon. I thought I really thought higher of you. <laughs> you know, I, I've you been around quite mistaken. a bit of sawmills, boys, and he, <laughs> he actually knows quite a bit of stuff about a sawmill. Oh, yeah. Um, most of the time they come in and, you know, they're not as knowledgeable or friendly as he is. So, Brandon, how many board feet a day do you guys typically cut on your sawmill? Oh, I'm not sure. I know we roughly do log wise about two to three hundred logs a day. We're we're a, we're a small mill. We're not like a big, you know, heavy duty mill. How many um, guys do you have working at the mill roughly? I think they said in a meeting we had like thirty or forty. We oh, used wow. to have right, fifty be, before this COVID crap. Gotcha. You guys got to be cutting around 30 to 40, 50,000 feet. I think back in the day we used to, we would try to reach 30,000, but I think we normally would average between 25 and like 27, 28,000 feet a day. Okay. Which is a lot of board. Um, yeah. So now, what, uh, go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. I was going to ask him, what's your favorite part about this sawmill operation? What do you enjoy the most out of it? Um, I mean, if I can get in the loader, that's what I love to do because the time just flies by. Um, but if I'm in the mill, I'm normally on the trimmer all day. Um, and to a degree that that's fine. But if I'm on there for like days on end, it starts to get annoying. Comes monotonous. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll listen to music. Or 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 the podcast. Or I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, you better be streaming sweat and grind, baby. (laughs) Dude, I yeah, I I'm all caught up on that. I'll go back and re-listen to some of the episodes, like when you know Rick here got COVID. Oh yeah, (laughs) no, when Brian gave it. No, 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 no. Rick gave us COVID and then turned around and had the audacity to blame us for giving him COVID. I want to set the record straight there. In all honesty, all honesty here, you you're talking to the guy that got you hooked on white monsters. 
So, yeah, I don't know what the problem is, is there. I've or, I, yeah. so for the record, I've always been a monster man. I think this is kind of bias here. I I've always been the monster the man. Odds. Brandon the just showed me that here. there's a monster that exists that doesn't make me a, a tub of lard by having 500,000 yeah. grams of sugar in it. Oh, That's, so you, yeah. you can thank Brandon for that? Oh yeah, Brandon right. is the man when it comes to the white monster. Right. So, and I'm going to I'm going to for the record, I'm going to lay it all on the line. Like black monster is superior still. But white monster isn't bad enough to make me want the black monster and deal with like the ramifications. Oh my God. It's got like, I can't remember how many grams of sugar versus the white has like 10. And the first time I yeah. spun around and looked the labels, I was like, I don't give a fuck how this tastes. I'm going to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm willing to try any of the monsters that aren't coffee. I'm not a coffee guy at all. Yeah. So I'll try all the other ones. Um, and I used to be, the original monster and then i was just like oh let's see what these alternates taste like and i tried the white one and i was just like oh my god i found it and it's blue which is badass (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know i i'm so addicted to it that i drink like two cans a day i buy them by the case how often do you have kidney stones i was about to say he's gonna piss a (laughs) kidney stone the size of a small boulder here in a couple days (laughs) that's that I'm not sure, but I can tell you definitely one of my other jobs, I got sick and I was out of work for like a week. And during that time, I couldn't hold anything down. I ended up detoxing from Monster, you know, because I couldn't drink caffeine or anything. It's like a recovering alcoholic. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was in bed. I had a pillow, a pillow between my knees because like, I couldn't. I couldn't lay right. My lower back hurt. And I'm like, oh my God, this sucks. And it's happened twice in my adulthood. No um, shit. Man. So, and Sounds you know, like you I, better switch to Red Bull, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. dude, Red Bulls will, dude, Red Bulls will make me piss myself so fast. <laughs> what is, what is happening over there? Have you I seen a doctor in like, the last uh, three years? <laughs> you know why Rick likes Red Bull? You know, I'm just going to out him right here. It's because the can's narrow enough that you can fit it up your ass. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, yeah. <he> does. <laughs> After he finishes his can, oh, you see Rick man. disappear hey, for a couple on minutes. A hot, he on comes a hot back day, in a much better cool mood. Down. <laughs> on a hot day, you got to be able to cool down somehow. <laughs> He always wants to ride the bounciest machine after his after his Red Bull. <laughs> Look what I so back to this back to the sawmill, oh, man, guys. Anyway, so the sawmill, sawmill, yeah, the sawmill. Yeah. yeah. So oh my god. So you do, that's so daily operations. You went through that. So so what if you were to move on to something else in the mill itself? What would your next station be or uh, task? You know, what what would you want yourself to be titles as other than uh, a trimmer? You know, for say or a loader. Um, Is there anything that like catches your eye that you want to move advance to? I, you know, definitely the loader. And I had that spot when I was younger. Um, I ended up having <laughs> uh, the head loader guys can can be a jerk, and he finally broke me down one day. And I just had a meltdown and like, you know, I was like, I can't do this. So they pulled me off of it. Um, but I'm, I'm now, uh, I'm now one of the backups for the mill. So I can do it when I need to. So you're like but the I'm relief not, pitcher. Going yeah. back all to all the baseball fans, by the way. <laughs> all of fame. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was yep. a curveball. <laughs> Man, the puns. We're we're going down a dark road here. Nailed dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. So good old. Now I do have a question from from a rookie, ignorant on this industry. You keep talking about the trimmer. What exactly does mm-hmm. the trimmer do at the sawmill? So let's say we've got a log that is we we go from eight foot up to sixteen foot. Um, let's say we have a log that's fourteen foot. Mm-hmm. And Matt will probably un- understand this a-, a bit more, but uh, out of that 14 feet, only 12 of it's good because we've got weighing on both ends of it. Yep. Or like one end is thinner than the other because the log is frozen and the, and the saw moved. So gotcha. out, of, out of that 14 foot, you know, 12 of it's good. So what the trimmer does is as it's coming in, as the board is coming into the trimmer, I'll take a look at it and I'll see, oh, oh, you know, the 12 foot laser is where it ends on being good. So mm-hmm. as it's going into the trimmer, I will press the 12 saw and It'll the 12 and, yep, and, it, and that particular saw will drop. Just the tip. <laughs> yeah, just the tip. Right on the wood. So, so, so let's back up further. Take us through the process of a log through the mill, because again, I'm totally ignorant on sawmills. So I know nothing. Start, other than start, yeah, with, so, the, start with the loading of the log there, Brandon, and tell them the process. Yeah, let it, let the audience kind of know and me oh, what happens to a log as it goes through the mill. All right, um, you know, there's times where it'll come straight off of the log truck because we're in that species and we need to get it done. Yeah, um, the log truck will take it off 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 of the truck, put it on the ground. The loader will come in, scoop it up, and either put it in the designated species pile. So if we're not doing that species, it'll sit there till we need it, or it'll go straight into the mill. And why it'll do go you, on a deck? Why do you process but, different species at different times? Well, because you do bulk yeah. of this and bulk of that. You know, you want a bunch of hardwood yeah. flooring, or you know, you're doing because um, certain to, species take longer to dry. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, and on a quick side note, we have things called stickers. They're little pieces of wood, probably about a half an inch thick, yeah. that will lay in between all the um, all the pieces of wood, all whatever. To allow the air to flow through the, the air. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, like red oak, um, pine, and some of our other softwoods will uh, use a dark sticker. So. There's no air grooves through it, so right. it'll it'll sit flat. Um, both hard and soft maple, ash, and uh, I forget what else use airflow. So it's the same sticker, but it's got little groovy nubs to them that allows air to go through it, so it doesn't stain the wood on that particular spot where the the sticker yeah. through. Yeah, right, gotcha. exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so then you so then you pull um, from those those So piles. yeah, you pull from a certain species pile, what happens to the logs then? Um it'll go into it'll go onto a deck and uh we'll run it through the metal detector. Make sure there's make no sure nails there's, or anything. Make sure it's not carrying. Yeah, 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 right. God forbid he's part of my family, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Um we're we, cutting a black 
walnut. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm so afraid this is going to be one of those podcasts where something's taken out of context down the road. They're like, oh, I'm man, just, they're I'm just glad it's on diesel and irons. Yeah, yeah, these guys are a bunch of racists. Yeah. No, I am far from it, sir. <laughs> we got one black listener. My name is yeah. Whiteman, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so after his deck, Brandon, it'll go through the metal detector, and we we make sure that there's no nails, no fucking railroad spikes in there because that's happened. Mm-hmm. Hunters, we've had logs that have been damn, uh, target hunters. trees. Yeah, target you know target trees for you know guys practicing or shooting. Barbed wire, arrowheads, tap holes for maple syrup. Um, the only thing, the only thing it doesn't pick up is, uh, stone. Um, so it'll go. So if it, if it, if the metal detector, if the metal detector trips out, then we kick it out and we mark where, where on the log it, it, it stopped at. All right. And we'll take a metal detector over over the log. Yep. And then we'll get a chainsaw and we'll cut it out. Sometimes. We can save save it, and we'll have like a hole. Other times, it's a waste, and we just it's firewood. Gotcha. Um, so if the ball goes through, it, we count it on on another deck, so we know how many logs we do in a day. It gets the bark. It goes to the head saw, and then the head saw will start will square it up sometimes you'll have a nice big perfectly round log mm-hmm. and then there's times where we have a log that's got a nice bow to it serve the curve and yeah yeah you gotta yeah, love a nice curve, curve. <laughs> <laughs> nice cough, curve. Cough, wink wink <laughs> yeah so you know we'll that the head saw will cut it up and make it nice and square and right next to the head saw is the edger so as the head saw is making that board to square the log up, the edger's got the edger guy is right there to catch that piece of wood to edge it so the ends or so the sides are nice and smooth. All right. So that way you can use it for flooring or cabinetry. You don't you don't have any of the wane as we call it. Awesome. Um, once it's done, it they pass it off to uh, we call the resaw or the four foot saw. Now, do he, do they get judged by the grade after it's made into what is going to go into production? You know, after you you edge it, you get it all smooth. Do you guys mark it? Uh, this is a grade two, grade one, grade nope, three. That, no, that's for future. Not, not, Calm not, down, Todd. Yeah, God damn! Uh, <laughs> Jump the gun, Todd. This is like We're not to you, yeah, Mister <laughs> Rogers. You know, Bango tear. What in reverse tear? Cotton, you will. I'll shut up. I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, you can talk. Um, it, it so that's a whole nother operation, right. actually. Um, we'll let you get uh, to that. It'll part. go. All right, it'll go to the re- It'll go to the four foot saw. So he'll he'll cut the log down even more, and then when and then when he can't get any more useful stuff or any more useful wood out of it, he will send it over to the three foot saw which is another smaller saw that'll make it into cans like railroad ties or uh, 
pallet size, um, like four by fours or four by sixes. All right. Um, and he'll also make bolsters, which is um, we use to help lift the wood up off of the ground when we ship it. Um, they're little pieces of wood, like an inch by two and a half or three inches. Yep. Um, so when that's all done, at, all this lumber is still coming to me on the trimmer. All right. So I'm trimming boards like every second all day long and I've got to make snap decisions. All right. Is this going to make 10 foot? Is this going to make 11 foot? Mm-hmm. What can I, you know, how much can I leave on there? Um, I send all that out. Um, and then we've got guys out back who pile it. So all we go from six foot all the way up to 16 foot. And we have different carts for different sizes. So we have a six, seven and eight foot cart. We have a nine and 10 foot cart, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Now, are these like railroad carts or are they just little dollies? Trying to picture uh, yeah. Man, no. I don't even know. They, I guess, kind of look more like railroad carts. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, so good size. So we're, yeah. we're not talking a Home Depot cart. Yeah. That's kind of where my brain was <laughs> yeah. at. You know, what size no, cart? No. All right. Nope. Nope. Um, but they're easy enough to where, like, Brian, after some time, could use his weight to push said pack out by himself. He wouldn't need me to do it for him. I, I don't understand but he cut if down that on was the like a fat comment. Like, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how to take that one. <laughs> you weakling. <laughs> you know, if Brian threw his heft behind it. <laughs> one day, Brian, you'll yeah. grow up and push a cart. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. God yeah. damn. Why am I getting called out here? <laughs> Way to call him out, Brandon. I like it. Well, from, from there, the carts, it goes to the next step. What's that? The next step is Grading. the stacker shed. Nope, stacker shed. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we, the whacker we, shed. So what the hell we, are we so listening to? We put those stickers down in between all those courses yep. to allow airflow. So I get all the. So when I'm not on the trimmer, I'm running the stacker shed. So I get to see all the lovely screw ups that the guys make all right. when I'm not in there. Because mm-hmm. um, so you're the best. When somebody else is running your spot, it's like, yeah, it's on. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? Right? <laughs> you want drugs? <laughs> Probably. Don't do drugs at work. Like, like uh, Rick yeah. in the podcast when yeah. he spouts off random questions that no one knows what the fuck he's talking about. Sour patches. <laughs> Damn edibles. <laughs> yeah. Um. So all. So I'll have Freaking somebody Tot lay was down. having flashbacks of freaking Alaska. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Tot. talking about, we forgot man? we dropped a little oh, acid. Man, full circle. I thought we forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> you were hoping we did? Yeah. <laughs> Family, please yes. stop listening yes. now. <laughs> I'm not a druggie, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> all um, right, so you put her in the big house. <laughs> yeah, so I re-sticker all the wood that uh, that that our guys did, um, and then the load another loader comes and picks the wood up and then sets it outside and it'll sit outside to air dry for however long it takes. And then our yard guys, who one of the other bosses, uh, David, they'll put them in the kilns, which are like big heating rooms, mm-hmm. and it'll suck out all the moisture. So we'll go from 
a board that could be an inch and a quarter thick down to like an inch and an eighth or more. All right. And that could take, I think, anywhere from, I think they said seven days to like a month or so. Oh, wow. Depending on the species. Are those, what are they driven off of? Are they like natural gas or what are you guys using to fuel those kilns? Uh, poor, uh, poor, poor, poor pain. Uh, <laughs> the employees that work working out. Per- <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that would be great. Um, we have a boiler system. Oh, so okay. We, use, we, um, I think I told you before we got on that, uh, or maybe even during, we use all of our materials. So all the sawdust and all the wood chips we put into a big boiler and we burn it. So wow. all that steam and all that, you know, stuff we use to heat. Yeah, being very, you know, yeah. recycling yeah. the waste. Yeah. Who says yep. logging can't be environmentally friendly? Yeah. Chop okay. the trees down. Like, ruin our planet. Like, yeah. Then burn it. We rape the world, <laughs> but we use every <laughs> last drop. <laughs> we do. We, we honestly do. You know, and yeah, like like, yeah, we have electricity coming in, but to to run our our kilns, it's you know it's all the witches we're burning. Wow. Carbon neutral, so, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, yeah, yeah. So if we're down for two days or three days and we don't produce any sawdust, you're kind of screwed. Go that, forward. Yeah, exactly. That's where all the so, it looks like go. you're stuck with some wet wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. don't have to suck the moisture right out of her. <laughs> <laughs> the list goes so, on at the jokes yeah. we can make when it comes to lumber. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's a mighty big wood you have there. <laughs> you need help handling it? Oh, yes. <laughs> so then it goes from the kiln, and what's after the kiln? The grading shed, which is where we Man, grade the lumber. We finally made it. I knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So our, our grader, who is one of the best, um, She's been doing this for I don't know how many years. My very first day at Whiteman, I was in the grading shed, and I looked at her, and I said, I can do your job. Ooh. And I should not have said that. And you still you didn't end up in the kiln. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Dude, it's been 10 years, and she is like, hey, Brandon, you remember that? Remember your first day here? You told me you could do my job. And I was like, yes, Leah. Yes, I do. <laughs> She's like, think you can? Nope. Nope. Not You're at much all. better at working with wood than I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She can walk into a but bar like, and judge who has the best wood <laughs> from a mile away <laughs> and get paid for it. <laughs> Got it. But, uh, so she'll she'll take a look at the she'll take a look at the wood and determine if there's any defects in it. You know, Brand, and then she'll granted. Yeah. Are you going to have a job after this? Right. <laughs> do podcast? we need to uh, do we need to edit the majority of this podcast? <laughs> Who knows? I'll find work in the union. Oh, well, I was about to say you've been fired once or twice. You still got that card in your back pocket you can play. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might be pulling Fucking this lob away, baby. <laughs> yeah. You can't fire me. I'm black. I'm the only one you got. Brandon, you got to go into the office tomorrow and just hand that card to him and be like, sir, when you hear the podcast, you got three weeks. I'm going to have to play this card. Yeah. This is my two week yeah. notice. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm sorry, so, I'm sorry for what I said, Maxton. Yeah. 
<laughs> you, you said it. Oh God. So, oh God. So after Sorry. after after Leah checks her wood, where does it go from? There? Oh, hold on. And uh, after she grazed the wood. <laughs> One of one one of my supervisors, his uh, his name is also Dan, and he was going after me over something. He was getting getting on me, and I turned to him and I said, "Yes, Master Dan, <laughs> right away, sir." Oh, oh, and he's man. just like, "What did you just say?" Oh, and I'm like, "Yes, Master Dan." Oh, that was young. And he's like, "I'm gonna tell my brother. He's, <laughs> he's gonna love that." <laughs> He was getting on you over some wood. <laughs> Please, master, don't don't put me out back. And you know that's that is a card that you will always be able to hold over just just white guys in general. Is yeah. you can crack those jokes and you can laugh, yeah. and it's gonna make white guys so uncomfortable every fucking time. <laughs> it's just it. Yeah, and it'll never get better. No, it's awesome. <laughs> I can't even well, get anything out on the air like that. <laughs> without feeling like bad. I think of any possible rebuttal to that. I'm like, nope, you can't say that. Nope, you can't say that. I want to. I want to thank you right now. Like so far, my my head hurts from the laughing so much, and my earphones are pushing in my cheeks. So it's like, I love it. Thank you for that. Oh, so, trust me. It- so so Leah. So she grades the wood. She grades the wood. <laughs> she, she she grades the wood, and she'll have guys out behind her piling. Piling wood. wood, baby. <laughs> yeah, pile that wood. So what do you do for a living? I pile wood, baby. <laughs> right behind Leah. I pile that wood. I stack yep. it high. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if a board comes out with an F on it, it's a select board. There's no defects. And it'll, it'll go in the select pile if it's. A one common board, it'll have a one mark on it. It goes in the one common pile. Um, so that's where that happens. And then we band it up and we just wait for whoever needs it. We have a planer shed that planes it down. So if they need the select pack of hard maple for flooring and cabinetry, mm-hmm. they'll go find that particular pack that's numbered. And they'll take it and they'll plant it down and then we'll put it in retail because we also sell our wood. Oh, awesome. And, you know, if Matt motherfucking Totten was in New York, he right. could come down. I would come buy your wood. Matt motherfucking cabinet making Totten. Right? <laughs> I like exactly. it. Exactly. Now, one thing I do have just to just to give her name was Leah, you said, was the, was yeah. the wood grader. So just yeah. to give her full credit. Uh, in my mind, she's really eyeballing these boards and really looking them over. Uh, realistically, this is happening really fast on the fly, right? Yes. How, oh, how yeah, quick like, is how quick is it? How quick is wood flying at her face? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's blind. Comes a horse at a time. <laughs> what, um, what was that? I'm sorry. She can get a pack. <laughs> she she can pull a lever and it'll come down at like a course at a time. But like she can do. A whole pack, which is like twenty nine courses, and what is probably, a course for those who don't know the industry? When you say twenty nine course, courses, what is that referring to? Twenty nine high, so like oh so twenty nine okay, board okay. stacked. All right, gotcha. Yeah, so like twenty nine. I'll put it in the in another term. Twenty nine stories high, but it's we call them courses. 
So how is she so able to do that if you're not able to see the face of the board? Or does it lay it, it out in a way? It goes she, up to that. She's front. got a stick so, and she flips the board back and forth yeah, and has a marker yeah. in another hand and it's on a stick there's, where she don't have to bend over. Great there's a... Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> you're welcome. Man, my voice really changed. Right? Um, <laughs> it was kinda, the sour patch. Kind of squeaky. Um, there's a video on... <laughs> There's a video on YouTube of our sawmill where it's like start to finish. Um, I can send it to you, Brian, later if you want to throw it up. Yeah, so absolutely. We'll, we'll put that on the uh, on the website when we post the yeah. episode. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but like she'll pull it, she'll bring it in on a deck, and it'll be on like a tilt hoist for her. Mm-hmm. So it'll raise up, and then she pulls the lever, and it goes up a little bit each time. So like a course drops. Gotcha. And so she has a she she has a grading stick that'll tell her when she looks at the board. All right, it's you know nine foot long, and it's and she'll go side to side, and it's six inches wide. It'll tell her how many board footage is in that particular board, and that'll help determine what the grade is. Interesting. It could it could have a big old knot from a branch. That's rotten, so it's a big hole through that board. Yep, and that'll that'll drop the grade from a like our our number our best board is a select board. Yep, and then it goes down from there. So it could be a number two board, which has a bunch of defects in it, but it's still kind it's of a rough carpentry, not going to be seen yeah. type stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I think we have um we have frame frame stock which is what you use for your couches so that's like a grade mm-hmm. gotcha so what happens if leah's so, sick we have other people that that can do it for her um that are not obviously as fast like we'll get stuff done but she's like our top the world grader. always comes to an end yeah yeah brandon's in there yep. stroking every board yeah. ooh Ooh, that might be select. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I really like this boy, Master. <laughs> Can I take her home with me? Yeah. <laughs> so after it goes there, then does it get it gets put into piles for? Do you guys do auction? Like, do you guys have a supplier that comes and just takes? Like, you guys are just giving it to some person, or do you have like um, a wood auction? Have, where like people come through and buy ten nope, bunks of like, it. Matt motherfucking Totten's business All right. wants, you know, a tractor trailer load of select and better hard maple forge, you know, 10 foot, yeah. at 10 foot length. We will see what we have and give you a price. And if you want it, then, you know, you'll That's buy yours. it and it'll, you'll, you'll have Brian come down with his tractor trailer and pick it up. And take it back to you. Awesome. I like how Matt motherfucking yeah. Totten is a boss in this and Brian's the bitch. Like, oh, go pick up that lumber. I have my feet up on the desk right now. I'm like, this is exactly how I go get the lumber, be. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, it's only because I don't have a cool nickname for you. That's, that's that that motherfucking Totten. That's true. That's yeah, true. It is pretty sexy. <laughs> it is. And once I heard that, I'm like, yo. He's gonna be my new best friend. Like well, that's like, like that's the thing. Everyone's like, "Why do you keep calling him Matt Motherfucking Tot?" And it's, say it one time. Just have it come out of your mouth one time, and you can't stop saying it. It just rolls off the tongue. Now, some of my family members that have heard this do not like that at all. And do you know why? 
because they haven't said it. All it takes. Very true. Tell your mom. Tell your mom. They'll have to go to confession. Go in your bedroom, close the door, and just say, that motherfucking Totten. This spring, <laughs> this spring, Brian steal my truck and it's gonna show it back up in my house one day. It's gonna be wrapped with, wrap with that Matt motherfucking like, oh, Totten, yeah. and then it's gonna have an arrow um, pointing yeah. to him sitting in the driver's seat. <laughs> then I gotta change all my websites and That's all it. my company names. MMFT.com, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, trademark that shit. Absolutely, I, I already have. <laughs> there you go, Totten, buddy. You're getting quite, you're getting quite the following around here, Totten. <laughs> you're welcome. You know, you, you could add another M, M-M-M-F-T, and it's mom of Matt motherfucking Totten. Tell mom Jeez. that. She might kind of, you know, she'll come she around. We'll get her. It. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> or it's just, mm. <laughs> You know what? We need, to, we need to go to Totten's house the night before his birthday, dude, and just have banners hanging. May 8th, everywhere. May 8th. May the 8th be with you. May 8th? Really? Or May 2nd. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, what? Joint birthday, May eighth. So okay, so <laughs> Two I've got in a, the pot. I've got a son. Mm-hmm. His mom's father, so my son's grandpa, right. May first. Then it's my son, May seventh. Then it's his grandma, May eleventh, and then my birthday is May twenty sixth. Man, it's there's a lot of shit. A destiny. You know what that means? There's a lot of fucking people fucking about. <laughs> Yeah. Nine months earlier than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for something better yeah. to come, but that was good. <laughs> and I mean, just, it's just simple math. <laughs> and I've met one other person who who I talked to who has the same birthday as me. Um, I know Lenny Kravitz's birthday is my birthday. Lenny Kravitz is a man. Lenny Kravitz, man. He is. He is. I ate a poor boy uh, down in New Orleans with him. Unexpectedly at a bar. Did you really? No shit. When I lived down there, that's like not a story that you just casually drop and you're like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I got him on speed dial. Yeah, exactly. My buddy Lenny. Well, here, here, I will, I will try to 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 outdo you. Oh, I worked at I worked at a kids baseball park Mm -hmm. called the Dreams Park up near Cooperstown. Poopers Town. <laughs> that's what I said. Poopers Town. <laughs> you know, that's kind and of fitting with this wood we, story. <laughs> and we've had Roger Clemens come up. Um, I've I've met him a bunch of times. Nice. Uh, I've also met professional wrestler Scott Steiner. All right, all right. I'm gonna outdo you got even an more. From him. I used to work at the fucking Olive Garden in Austin and we had the Undertaker and he would come in and he would always sit in our back. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. The Undertaker, man. He'd come have dinner with his wife. They'd take the back room. Yeah. I didn't even know who the fuck he was because I don't ever follow wrestling. But yeah. He didn't come there for you. He came there for the endless bowl of salad. Dude, I was a senior in high school. Oh, he came for me. (laughs) He he was there to check out that. That sweet Dude, yeah. right on the border of legal ass. <laughs> All right, next. All right, let's come back to reality. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that was, was that the most inappropriate thing that's yeah. been said in this podcast? Let's be honest. That was good. <laughs> Definitely not the reason. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're batting on all. Yeah. Woo-hoo. This is a brutal one tonight. <laughs> oh, Brian, it gets even better. 
I'm definitely wearing your fishnets and ping pong for you. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. So just the I'm little background for those tonight. who are not on uh, the Diesel and Iron channel at all. We have a live stream that we do most Sunday nights. <laughs> And, and we have a fairly tight-knit group of guys that always shows up, and Brandon is one of them. And so, Brandon, one of the things we haven't discussed tonight is the fact that you are a snake owner, and we'll get into that here in a yes, second. We, we'll get into that. But, but what has kind of slowly come out of this whole thing is if we ever – we're talking about possibly doing a meetup at some point with all these guys – yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh-uh. And it's generally mm-hmm. accepted. <laughs> Rick's like, I'm out. Exactly, yeah. Uh-uh, but- if, if Brandon shows up, we're all going to be standing around in fucking work boots and blue jeans. And then Brandon's going to pop those doors open in slow motion like a fucking Hollywood movie. And he's going to come out with a fucking boa constrictor around his neck wearing fishnets and a pink thong. And everyone's going to look over and go, oh, Brandon's here and go back to talking because that's just... That's, That's who Brandon dog. has established himself to be. So so in like three years, we're gonna have like a following of what it, like Howard Stern, like the the rejects. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the gimp. I'm the gimp in the corner. So let's get into because that is one thing I did want to talk about tonight. You are a snake owner. So how did you get yep. into because I'm I'm, you know, we know each other well enough. I can call you a weirdo and you don't take offense. People who own snakes are fucking weird. <laughs> how, we are. How did you get into owning snakes? I remember my mom taking me to a circus up the street. And there it is. In, in <laughs> where, yeah, in Oneana, we have, we have two, <laughs> two colleges. And one of the colleges had a circus come in and they had all these animals and my mom said that I could get my picture taken with one. It was like a snake or an alligator. And I chose the snake and it was a big python, big albino python. <laughs> and I have, I still have that picture. So white snake. But, uh, <laughs> I will withhold yeah. all of the jokes that just immediately came flooding Hold in. On. <laughs> I will give you these jokes on a silver platter. <laughs> um, and then, you know, as I got older, I wanted snakes, and my mom was like, absolutely not. You're not having a snake in my house. When you're 18 and out of my house, you can have all the snakes you want. I'm like, that. <laughs> so I moved out um, with my girlfriend at the time. We ha- had our son and our daughter, and I was like, I'm going to buy a snake. And I did. I had two. I had up to four at one point. I sold two of them. One ended up packing away, and I had my prize one. I paid like four hundred dollars for this guy, and I'm oh. like, "Yeah, what kind of snake?" Dude, that he was a coral albino, so he was albino with some like. Are coral snakes the most them. poisonous snakes in the world? No, 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 oh. no. Well, yeah, that that particular species, but a coral <laughs> albino oh. is just the color of the boa. Gotcha. Um, all right. All right. It's there's a ton of species. It's yeah. like dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but dogs are I've normal. Seen snakes. Yeah, well, I'm not <laughs> normal. <laughs> um, I'm I've actually got my eye on some snakes now, but they're like two, three, four thousand dollars. Damn. Now and. <laughs> so do you do you just you just get them and have them as pets? Are you not? Are you or are you breeding them and? selling them on the exotic pet market as well? 
I would love to. Um, so we're going to see you. What, what was it? Tiger King. He's going to be the snake. King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of, of North, New York. And all of the eccentricities yeah. of Tiger King oh my will God. absolutely be there with Brandon. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. My plan is to breed. Um, you just leave it there. Just I, leave I it. Leave it right there. <laughs> anymore. I'm going to bring my boa. <laughs> you know, you're supposed we to do other snakes. I in, just, you know, I want to breed. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to breed. <laughs> so I, I got a, I got a pretty funny story. So while I was living up in Alaska, so my roommate uh, that I was living with, he had this, it was like a nine foot uh, ball python or maybe a boa. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it was only supposed to be a small snake, you know, a, a boa or something. Yeah. And it ended up being this giant thing. So it was, his cage was right behind the couch where I slept and it just, (laughs) it was just a four sided box with a like chicken wire fence on top of it, just keeping him out. And we just like laid over the top of it. So one day we're all Mm -hmm. just having fun and I wake up and I felt something throughout the night crawling on me, but I was like, whatever we had. Yeah. It was a long night (laughs) and I wake up and all of a sudden Andrew's like, where's the snake at? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Dude, this thing, we couldn't find it for like months. And all of a sudden, one day, we're sitting there playing video games, and here comes his head between the pillows. He had wound himself up in all the coils in the couch and was, Ooh. like, trying to try to stay warm. No shit. Know? Yep. So, you know, that happened. And then a couple months later, we lost him again. He coiled himself into the back of the refrigerator in the coils, and, dude, it was disastrous. It took forever to get him out of there. But, anyways, that's my, that's my stink story. I hate snakes. I've had <laughs> I've had one escape on me. I had her in another enclosure to feed her. They probably could have killed me I was, if it, I it, wasn't, you know, a ninja. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Matt motherfucking Or ninja. Matt motherfucking Todd. I forgot about that. I, That's I, right. I, just, I just lost it. <laughs> that would have um, been a dead motherfucking Todd. Yeah. yeah, it's right. <laughs> yeah. I've had one escape. I found her under her, under her enclosure where the heat pad was it. Because they're cold-blooded animals, mm-hmm. so I had a heat pad there. And I found her wrapped up under that. And I'm like, oh, that's where you went. Okay. <laughs> so what's, what's I, the what, biggest what you snake do, you though? own? I've got currently a female. She's four foot. Okay. She's about four or five years old. That's a small snake. Wow. Yeah, yeah so whatever, I'm dude. I had a 10-footer. Jesus, Matt motherfucking Totten is just <laughs> dropping bombs here, Brandon. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys no, do? Get out of here with your bitch-ass snake. <laughs> what do you guys do when the snake gets loose? Like, hang a sign out on the door, like, don't open the door. My snake's loose. We're on the hunt. You just wait. <laughs> you turn everything off, I, uh, so no cold air, and you just leave one thing on that's hot, and they'll find it. Yeah. Huh. Or or put out food, it'll it'll find it. Yeah, just put a bunch of mice through your so house. So it's like, yeah, I was about to say, is it like a miniature version of Jurassic Park? You just chain a little mouse in the middle of your living room, <laughs> and everybody yeah. stands there and waits. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I will be throwing a heat pad on the outside of your fucking door with the door open. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wait yeah. for it to come. Right. <laughs> oh God. So, so is there anything else you want to be adding in on this uh, sawmill adventure, boys, that we we're talking about? Or are we going to stay on this bulk? I don't know. I feel like we've kind eggs? of exhausted the sawmill, and now we're delving into the eclectic world of I Brandon Culpepper here. The exotic. Brandon the exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
So back to the white things. I mean, <laughs> I don't eat eggs or mayo or cream cheese or sour cream. You don't eat sour. You don't eat cream cheese or sour no. cream. How about ranch? No, I love ranch. Yeah, come on. What's the matter with fucking cream cheese, man? I I guess the texture. I don't know. I really, of all the I'm things a- we've talked about tonight, you're really going to tell me you can't handle the texture. Every morning I wake up, I go to Bagel and Bites and get myself yeah. a bagel oh, with cream so cheese. With the loaded. cinnamon. Ooh, oh, yeah. God, it's so good. No, no. no Just a mouthful of white shit. Turn. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't like the texture or the taste of eggs cooked in any way. Uh, mayo makes my stomach turn. So what do you put on your tuna um, fish? I was going to say, do you not eat tuna fish? I eat tuna fish, but I eat it fucking dry. Tuna. No, <laughs> like yeah. a man. Yeah, dude. Or 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 uh, or with salt. I'll mix it with salt. Or what Brian Brian turned me on to those tuna packets. Oh yeah, those, those tuna with, like, packets are awesome. Those will Ooh, get you through the day. Yeah, spicy. Yeah. Yes. Which, by the way, so I'll. The sriracha ones. Oh, the sriracha ones are sriracha is, yeah. ooh, It's good, yeah. man. It's on fire. Now, Brandon, yeah. what, um, uh, what do you do up there in New York to kill some spare time besides hunt snakes and grade and pound wood? And, <laughs> uh, what do you do um, up there in New York? What's it like up there? Well, I mean, it's like anywhere else. I mean, my other hobby other than my family is monster trucks. Oh, yeah. Do you have a monster truck? You got a truck yourself? I wish I had a monster Uh, truck. I'm way too poor for that. I work at a sawmill. Come on. We're supposed to. And he has expensive snakes. Yes. That's your your problem. You have to get rid of the snakes so you can get yourself a modified monster truck. Yeah. So you're into monster trucks. Do you actually have a place where you can go work on them and stuff? Or is it more of just a a sideline love of them? It's a. It's a. It's like a side gig. I hustle. Um, I know enough people in the industry that when they come into New York or into like Pennsylvania, I'll go down and do a show with them. Now, a show um, is in like you have the bull constrictor and the thong on, and yeah, you stand, so you truck stand or, yeah, next to the truck. Like, yeah, you to work they, on don't, trucks. they don't. They don't know about that. Life. Oh, all right. So we won't. We won't plug their uh, their, their no. group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they already think I'm weird enough. <laughs> I don't need to know that. Wait until they hear this live or this uh, podcast. <laughs> so when I oh, wait, I, I remember, it's monster right. trucks were like my jam growing up when I was younger, and my dad took me to the Silverdome, which is the old where uh, yeah. the wonderful Detroit Lions used to play. And yep. oh my god, going there and seeing a uh, Bigfoot. Oh, dude, that was so yep. cool. That was that's going. I got. I've actually got a buddy who lives out in Michigan, out near you guys. All right. Um, and he he knows uh, Jim Kohler, who drives the Avenger. Nice. Um, and I got a buddy who works for Jim Kohler. I've got some friends in New York State who own a monster truck. Um, I've got I've got friends all over who work on like a lot of well known trucks. I've worked with Bounty Hunter. And Scarlet Bandit, Jimmy Creighton out in Taganoxie, Kansas. Yeah. He's a, he's, he will make you work your ass off, but it is rewarding. That's awesome. <laughs> so what do you do for him? I crew. Um, oh, okay. Depending on the show, like if it's Monster Jam, I'll come in and I'll help set the truck up. I get a free show out of it. 
Gotcha. Um, while while everybody else gets to leave and go home, I'm there helping staying in there. Yeah, going the behind the, the scenes. Here? I want to fucking do this. Got to give a little yeah, post show exactly. humdinger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that's cool. Yeah. That's super cool. So I got um, a question. Or go ahead if you're finished. What you're gonna say? No, go. No, you go. No, you go first. No, you go. All you're right. mad motherfucker. Right. Why, you so, son of a bitch? So if you were to change anything, career, hobbies, anything, what would be your dream job? Oh, I mean, I do want to get into the industry for heavy equipment, so that's like my where I want to go. All right. Um. But like dream job would definitely want to, I would love to be able to make money and do monster trucks. All right. So, so let me ask, you know, kind of one final question here that kind of triggered off of that. What's holding you back from pursuing heavy equipment right now? Um, the winter time. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so are um, you planning on, are you planning on venturing out here in the spring? Yeah. I, uh, the guy that I was telling you about that lives behind me when I was younger who has a construction business, I just reached out to him today and I was like, hey, I know, you know, it's your slow time, but when do you like, start picking back up and are you hiring? You know, he knows that I want to get into the union and he knows that I applied to our local union. Yep. I'm on a waiting list. <clears throat> um, but with the people that are in there, that are in the, in the union, they're like, dude, go get some seat time. Yeah. You know, we'll get some seat time. And also is your neighbor, is he in the union? He's obviously an owner of a company that's he in the is union. not, no, he's not in the union, but gotcha. the, the union reps know him. Yeah. Cause so I was going like, to, I was going to say sometimes if you know somebody that is in the union, that's higher up, been there for a while, you can usually use them as a, a kind of a, Hey, I know this person, you know, use your network, yeah. Yeah. you know, and they can kind well, of shoo you through the process, you know, you know, yeah, elimination. I had, I had a guy who helped get me in at least, you know, for the application mm-hmm. and the meeting. Um, he was a third generation, but unfortunately, as you're one of Brian's earlier podcasts about drugs, he got popped. So he left and I was kind of told that it, it kind of affected me, but not a lot. Gotcha. I'm not quite sure where, Guilty or by association exactly type deal. Yeah, but like I don't, I don't do drugs. Yeah, yeah, so. no. But I'm just saying, like, and you I, know, they look at that yeah. person and they're like, "Oh, do we want somebody coming in that was doing maybe what he was doing?" Yeah, yeah. So I'm on a waiting list. I've got two years, I think, less than a, less than two now, because my interview was on my birthday of 2021. And how old are you? Um, 31. All right, all right, all right. So you got some time. Yeah. Yeah. But you want to get um, it now. I'm not saying, yeah. Yeah. I would love to, yeah, do it now. And my job, Whiteman's knows what, what I want to do. And they work with me when I want to go do monster trucks. If if I've got the time and they know I got a show coming up, they, they will let me go leave on a Friday to go. That's a good employee. Um, if I, if like we're scheduling a down day and I know like, Hey, um, you know, can I leave Friday? They'll schedule the uh, down day for Friday, so that way they're not missing me. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, you know, and they've been there for me for quite a lot through custody battles because I got kids. Yeah. Um. So 
I stay there because I know the job. It's consistent work. But I also feel like I owe them for all the stuff that they do for me. You know, so Nate we've all been in those absolutely and, yeah. I, and just for everyone listening and and this is also for you you and i have had this conversation before yep. but i do want to say it kind of out loud here for everyone uh it's really easy to get yourself in the mentality as yep. an employee that you somehow owe your employer because they've been nice to you and at yep. the end of the day it's it's a business transaction you're providing labor and they are paying you for that labor and them being nice to you is just treating you like a human being as any business should. At the end of the day, when it comes down to the business surviving, you are an employee and you will be cut loose as needed. There isn't any feeling yeah. bad. About, you know, obviously an individual might feel bad, but the business overall is not going to feel bad about letting Brandon or Cole take Pepper care go. of your bills. Absolutely. And so yeah. uh, what I always like to tell people is try not to fall into that mentality. Absolutely doing your company a favor is giving them proper notice and not just taking off on them. But at the same time, it is not worth sacrificing your career and postponing a career uh, because you're you you feel bad and you want to help your employer out. That is a that's a dangerous mentality go, to go down. That's what so, they want us to. Yeah, feel. yeah. I so. I left Whiteman's most recently, like two years ago. Um, I got a job offer from a state college here to be a janitor or a custodian, and uh, I I I gave Whiteman's a month notice. Um, the, the only reason why was because they wanted me to start on a particular date, but I didn't have anyone to watch my kids because my parents were down in North Carolina for a vacation. So I was just like, well, you know, college, do you mind if I start on this date instead when my parents come back? Because my dad worked at that college. And they were like, yeah, no, that is, that is, that is fine. So I was like, okay. I turned around and I went to my, I went to Dan and I'm like, Hey, um, so I just got a job offer from the state to be a custodian at the college. Um, he goes, and before I could even finish, he was like, take it. Yeah. He yeah. Goes, good. Just, good just, for him. Just take it. He goes, Brandon, you've done a lot for us here. He goes, but I can't compete with their benefits in retirement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He so goes, he's looking out for the better interests of you. Yeah. And he, yeah. he never had, he, Dan is the type of guy who's always willing to work with you, but he also realizes that if something bigger and better is out there for you, then go take it. Yeah. yeah. Like he's not gonna, you know, try to hold you down, yeah. you know? So he instantly told me to take it. Yeah. That's and good. him and I have always had the relationship of if I needed something, I, w I would go to him. Um, so, you know, I went and did that job for six months and working night shift just killed me. Like I never slept. Yeah. I never saw my kids. Not healthy. And my work started to suffer there. So, you know, goodbye, Brandon. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And I I think I took it took about a week to get my sleep schedule back to normal. But like during that week I went back to Dan and I was like, Hey, um, can I come back? Like, you know, I don't have a job anymore. This will happen. And he's like, yeah, start on Monday. Wow. Right. That's awesome. So, that's awesome. and I've gone back, I got fired once and I quit twice, three times. So this is my fourth time back. Um, gotcha. 
but there's 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 never been you know like uh you know we don't ever want you back yeah yeah but the next time we want you back on here we want to hear about your apprenticeship. Absolutely, I was going to say, I, you know, I, because, I because so. we stay in close enough contact, I'm absolutely, gonna, absolutely going to hold your feet to the fire on this one, and we want to hear updates. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Well, the guy behind me, or yeah, Rick, he, I messaged him. I was like, "Hey, Rick, um, you know, I applied to the union. Can I, you know, I know you got your equipment. Is there any chance that I can get some seat time?" in an excavator to just get the motions back. It's been a couple of years mm-hmm. since I've been in one. And he's like, absolutely. He goes, I've got one up at this location. If you want to show up on Saturday at eight, you know, I'll be there. I'm like, all right. So, you know, Saturday morning, there I go. And those were the excavator pictures that I sent you, Brian, back yep. in like April. That's yep. awesome. And that, that was like my first time back in a decent sized excavator. Yeah. And awesome. I was, rusty but it was you know it it was his dump site so there were big concrete pads that he was like listen you got a thumb pick them up you know and toss them over the side that's what that's what's got to happen to him anyways yeah so he got you know a half a day's work out of me for free which to me i don't care it's you got some seat time absolutely for fun. seat time yeah exactly. that's that's great yeah Very cool so you know I would love to get into a dozer because I know I need practice in that. Yeah. Um, I would love to get into an off-road hauler because that's my other favorite piece of equipment other than a loader. Yeah. <laughs> They're a good time. You know? Yeah. And I, you know. Those breaks. I got a. Holy shit. I've got a. Send you through the freaking. I've got a hard yeah. on. Oh, I've got a hard on for Volvo. Uh, was that a good pause there, bud? <laughs> on that note, yeah. Oh God, that was a perfect now, spot Brandon, to to stop there in that sentence. I've got a hard on. Full stop. Okay. <laughs> I got hard on for for Volvo, and Brian knows it. That's absolutely and yeah. That's like, that's something I've been I've been talking with Rick about. We're trying to get into a Volvo just because that's one of the the few brands that I don't have any seat time in, but. Uh, ultimately we are trying our best to get into a Volvo because we need to put it through its paces and compare it, but we'll get there at yeah, some point. Well, you, you they're also they're so get good. They it. don't even call us back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you also got to get into a JCB. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll see when hell freezes over there. <laughs> well, that being said, Brandon, we're, we're sitting at like an hour and a half, man. Is there anything you want to plug any, any shout outs you want to give? Um, to my fiance Evelyn, who's been sitting here making faces at me. Yeah, absolutely. You money. Yeah, I was gonna say she's money. already contributed three bucks, and I told her in the chat that I get to call you a sugar daddy now. <laughs> she's paying you whatever us you want to keep her out, you out of her hair. That's right. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming yeah. on the air. Yeah, thanks yeah, a lot, buddy. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. It was great talking to you in person. And for all of those guys listening on YouTube uh, live, thanks for hanging out. Anybody that is on the Apple platform, as always, if you could drop a review for us, give us a rating that significantly helps out the podcast. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Sweat and Grime. See ya.